every shower they hoisted a pipe for me On a boring green when I turned 13 they hoisted a pipe for me In the Galway sand never came a man and they hoisted a pipe for me When I left home for the world to roam they hoisted a pipe for me Hoist a pipe for me Hoist a pipe for me Hoist a pipe for me From the Moray shore to the hills of Killarney. In the old school yard of the Irish Scar, they hoisted a pipe for me. I was far away on the Cypress Bay, and they hoisted a pipe for me. When I got lost in a care of dust, they hoisted a pipe for me. I was up to find the Parisian ride and they hoisted a pint for me. Hoist a pint for me. Hoist a pint for me. Hoist a pint for me. From the Moray shore to the hills of Killarney. Ah, yes, there you go. Good morning, folks. Welcome to Keologus Crack here on a uh, sultry, beautiful May weekend. Last show in May, and it's 29 degrees outside. At least that's what the car said on the way in. Steaming beautiful, uh, beautiful day. And that was, uh, we kicked off the show there with Mad Paddy, uh, local Toronto boys, you'll, uh, Mississauga lads, you'll, you'll see them on the, uh, on the pub circuit here in Toronto um, uh, throughout, the, throughout the summer for sure. And um, I put that song up because, you know, hoist a pint, because we hoisted yeah. some few pints last weekend up in uh, Montreal, Jay, the, 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 uh, the Toronto Gales were victorious at the Montreal 9 side tournament. I did the show from the sideline last week, or called in from the sideline at least. And uh, I have the show filled today with songs from the counties that the lads are all from. Oh, very nice. And there was a few lads on the outside looking in because they didn't buy me pints up there. But Any the dubs lads, on that team? And What's that? Any dubs on that team? There is, yeah. We have a, we have a cup. There's a dub <laughs> on every team. They're like Coke bottles. They're everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, we have a dub on the team for sure. We have at least one anyway that I'm aware of. But sure, I'm still getting to know some of these lads. But we had great crack up there now. And I have to say uh, kudos to the organisers. Uh, it was some uh, amalgamation of Irish talent up there Um uh, just a great, a great event, uh, family event, and anyway, the Toronto Gales ran out victorious, and uh, fellow called uh, Brian O'Callaghan lifted the old cup for us. He sent a great photo, and then on Monday night it was like the end of the weekend, and he was snuggled up with the cup in a chair at home. Someone <laughs> took a picture of him. Anyway, went to bed with the cup. Anyway, I could see it meant a lot to the lads. Anyway, congratulations to the Toronto Gales. Anyway, we've got a great whole show lined up, and um, listen, I, I, I don't want to tempt fate here, but. Um, we have a caller coming in at 10.30, sorry, at 11.30 today, 4.30 Irish time. Uh, his name is David McGowan. 
and he's the fellow who owns a quirky glamping village up in Enniscrone, County Sligo. And uh, he's been all over the news for the last month because he moved this Boeing 767 from Shannon Airport all the way up to Enniscrone. So he's going to join us. He's some crack now. Uh, listen, he's a busy man. He's been on Sky TV. He's been on BBC. He's been on RTE. But um, anyway, his handlers have said he was going to call us at 11.30. So I'm hoping to God after announcing it that it actually really happened. Looking so forward to that. Anyway, it's all good stuff. All good stuff. Uh, so listen, massive result for uh, for Rory McIlroy last weekend. Uh, right. Won the Irish Open. Always great to see an Irishman win the Irish Open. And then what does he do? He goes and gives all the money to the charity. So a class act. So congratulations to Rory McIlroy. And there was um, there was some GAA last weekend as well. Uh, Kildare ran out of one point victors over Wexford, nine points to eight. Ross Common destroyed Leitrim. We have both Ross Common and Leitrim lads on the Gales teams as well. So 121 to 11 points was the score in that one. And Tyrone made easy work of Derry, 314 to 11 points. And in Hurland, Westmead beat Carlow. And I want to talk about Westmead in a second as well yeah. for a different result in Hurland. Right. Uh, Offaly beat Kerry, handy. And uh, Dublin uh, beat Wexford fairly handily as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Westmead under-21s pulled off an incredible, a historic victory over the Kilkenny under-21s who, by the way, were stacked. They had a fantastic team, and uh, so just just absolutely wonderful to see hurling a, a county uh, of Westmeads. Let's say that they haven't been having a whole lot of success in hurling of late, but they just seem to have got a few things right, both in hurling and in football, I would say. So it's wonderful to see to see that happen, and um, you know, I'm sure uh, Kilkenny uh, will walk away from that one, smarting a little bit anyway. Yep. So great result, great result. Now, Ken's a big rugby fan. He's not here today, and uh, no. I'm going to kind of uh, run this. So, so it's going to be a kind of a Sligoless. There'll be no Sligo music today. And, of course, <laughs> I've got a bit of Joe Dolan stuff com- coming up here as well. But um, Ken, of course, would be talking all about the rugby that's on today. The Pro 12 final takes place between the two Irish provinces, Connacht and Leinster, and that's on in Murrayfield. And uh, this is actually Connacht's first shot at some silverware. There'll be the only province not to have claimed any silverware uh, of all the Irish provinces. So best of luck to Connacht today. Um, but uh, that's good. that should be a great game I think that, that's on very soon tomorrow morning of course a couple of football games on uh, Cavan open their uh, campaign as do Armagh and they take on each other in the Ulster Senior Football Championship against each other and that's the Ulster f- uh, that's the quarter final by the way that game's on down at the Galway Arms at 10.30 tomorrow I'll talk a little bit more about that and Mayo travel over to London to take on London now the last time they went there they didn't exactly have an easy time I heard people complaining that they had a bit of jet lag when they went over there. Is that what the excuse was? I yeah. think it was, yeah. Yeah, jet such lag. A, such a long flight, I mean. I know, yeah. I'd say <laughs> be now you'd be, you'd be more tired if you drove from from, uh, from Castle Bar to the Yackel Islands. <laughs> You're probably right. Than you would going to Mayo. Anyway, there you go. Uh, I think uh, you know, Mayo will uh, certainly um, certainly not be looking for a repeat of what happened there. But uh, they opened their, their Connacht Senior Football Championship against London. And then down in Munster, a couple of games between Limerick and Clare and and Water and Tipperary, those are both um, Munster Senior Football Championship games. And the boys in green, the boys in green, how do you say that in plural? Because Republic of Ireland and Northern Ireland were playing yesterday. That's and right. um, it was a 1-1 draw between Ireland and Holland. They took the lead and, Ireland and Holland got a late goal. Did you go watch that game at I all? I did no? watch it yesterday. Did yeah, you? I did, how do we yeah. look? I didn't see it now. Yeah, we look decent now. I, I say, like, you know, we had a, a you know... We have a good squad, I think, good depth, and you know he has a couple of fringe players in there yesterday, and and they looked good, and you know I'd be confident now that you know we can go to France and yeah, good stuff, you know. 
compete. And um, Northern Ireland, they look like they're going to oh. be uh, tough to beat, right? That, they know. should be very interesting. We're going to get spoiled in this uh, in this in this Euros, right? I can't wait. We can take off one jersey and put on another. <laughs> exactly. One. Northern Ireland, three uh, nil winners over Belarus. Um, so uh, good win, good win for those lads there. Right, um, we'll pile on here with a bit of music All because right. um, I know that we need to get Desmond on the line so we can clear the uh, airwaves for uh, Mr. McGowan. But um, what did I line up here? Oh, yeah, I'm an old cabin tune here. Um, you know what I did yesterday? I'm on this kind of social media thing with a whole bunch of the Toronto Gales lads, and I just floated out, hey, lads, um, you know what kind of tunes would you like to hear tomorrow? Well, you should have seen some of the requests coming in. They clearly don't listen to the show every week. <laughs> anyway, um, this was one of the first requests that came in anyway. We have a bunch of cabin lads. This fellow called Shane Waters over the team there now, and he's uh, he does fierce work for the for the club. So uh, I'll put this one out there for um, uh, for uh, for Shane and um, carry me back to Bally James Duff. The Garden of Eden has vanished, they say. But I know the lie of it still Just turn to the left At the bridge of Finay And stop in halfway to Coat Hill Tis there I will find it I know sure enough when fortune has come to my call The grass, it is green Around Valley Jim's Duff And the blue sky is over it all And tones that are tender And tones that are rough Come whispering over the sea Come back, Paddy Riley To Valley James Duff Come home, Paddy Riley To me told me the day I was born the day that I first saw the light I looked down the street on that very first morn and gave a great crow of delight now most newborn Appear in a hope and start with a sorrowful squall. But I knew I was born in Ballyjinda, and that's why I smile on them all. That baby's a man now. He's toil-worn and tough 
Still whispers come over the sea Come back, Paddy Riley, to Paddy James Duff Come home, Paddy Riley, to me The Quinn family invite you to visit downtown Toronto's oasis of Irish hospitality at the Irish Embassy, 49 Young Street at Wellington, and PJ O'Brien's at 39 Colborne, just behind the King Edward Hotel. The Irish Embassy, a landmark of classic architecture, is your downtown destination for drinks, snacks, lunch, or dinner. Call 416-866-8282. And just around the corner, enjoy the local pub atmosphere of PJ O'Brien's, serving the best in pub fare and also your downtown venue for an intimate evening dinner. PJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday night. Call PJ's at 416-815-7562. All right, well, it's time to get some of the uh, news from Ireland here, and let's head up to the... uh Ottawa environs. I don't have any fancy place that he's in. We left him at home this weekend. Good morning, Desmond. Good morning, Mark. The show is sounding great this morning. And good morning, folks. Desmond Voy here with the news from Ireland for this week, which later on I'll be taking the family to the Drummond North Elmsley 200th anniversary celebration in Port Elmsley. So if you're in the area, drop on by. The news is brought to you by our friends at Aer Lingus, people who can also get you to weird and wonderful places like Port Elmsley. And here are the top stories that have been making headlines in Ireland, our top story this morning. Well, it's the big Irish-Canadian story that everyone's been talking about as Canada's ambassador to Ireland, Kevin Vickers, tackled protester Brian Murphy on Thursday during a military ceremony to commemorate the 125 British soldiers who died during the Easter Rising in 1916 at Grange Gorman Military Cemetery in Dublin. Murphy is reported to have stood up and called out shame, and this is an insult at the start of the ceremony. According to the Irish Times, there was a stunned silence until Vickers rose from his seat in the front row and grabbed Murphy by the lapels of his leather jacket. As Vickers, 59, was hauling him away, Murphy shouted out about the Craigavon II, Republican prisoners John Paul Watton and Brendan McConville, jailed in 2012 for the 2009 murder of Police Service of Northern Ireland Constable Stephen Carroll in County Armagh. Before Vickers tackled him, he had opened up his jacket to reveal an Irish Republican Prisoners Welfare Association t-shirt, protesting their innocence, since supporters believe that the two were convicted on the strength of an unreliable anonymous witness in a juryless court. Vickers dragged Murphy around the back of the grandstand, where Murphy was handcuffed by Gardaí as the ceremony continued. Britain's ambassador to Ireland, Dominic Chilcott, also laid a wreath for the British war dead alongside his Irish counterpart, Charlie Flanagan. Flanagan said that the commemoration was in keeping with the spirit of reconciliation during the centenary. Murphy, 46, a youth and community centre manager, told the National Post that he had been charged with a public order offence under Section 6 of the Criminal Justice Public Order Act of 1994 and is due to appear before the District Court in Blanchardstown, Dublin, on June 21st. He said that he will fight the charges. Murphy applied for an invitation to the event from the Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade and was approved. He does indeed have a relative buried in Grange Gorman who died on April 21, 1916, three days before the rising of natural causes. 
His great-grandfather, Hugh Coleman, was a British soldier with the Royal Dublin Fusiliers who had served for some time in Halifax, Nova Scotia. In fact, his daughter, Murphy's grandmother, was born there in 1901. Murphy also had another grandfather who fought in the Rising. Vickers is, of course, best known in this country for shooting dead the Islamist terrorists who stormed Parliament Hill in October 2014 when he was Parliament's sergeant-at-arms. The terrorists had just killed Corporal Nathan Cirillo at the National War Memorial nearby. Murphy from Rathcool County, Dublin, said that he was engaged in, quote, civil disobedience because he found the event, quote, objectionable, unpalatable, to be commemorating British soldiers killed in 1916. According to author Neil Richardson, 40% of the British soldiers who died during the Rising were in fact Irish. In fact, the first British soldier to die was Lieutenant Gerald Nealon from County Roscommon. In a cruel twist, his brother Arthur was one of the Irish volunteers he was fighting. The youngest British soldier to die in the fighting, 17-year-old Private Neville Friday, was from County Tipperary. Well, in happier news, an update from Stormont Assembly, where Claire Sugden, the independent unionist MLA for East Londonderry, has been appointed the Justice Minister for Northern Ireland. Her appointment to the Northern Ireland Executive came after negotiations failed with the Green Party and after the Alliance Party declined to carry on in that role. At just 29 years old, she has said that the decision to accept the post was, quote, the most difficult decision I have may have had in my life, and that it caused her a lot of anxiety, but that she is, she is now, quote, looking forward to it. Meanwhile, across the water, an Irish woman has become the newest face in Scottish politics, but she's not been elected to a single thing. In what may well be a first, official opposition leader Ruth Davidson, 37, leader of Scotland's Conservatives, who led her party to its best showing in 60 years there recently, announced this past weekend that she had proposed to her Irish-born girlfriend, Jennifer Wilson, 34, from County Wexford. Wilson said yes during a weekend getaway in Paris. The two have appeared in a political broadcast together as a couple in the past, and Davidson has said that she would like to get married in Ireland. Wilson works as a marketing assistant with a green energy charity. This week in Irish history, on this day in 1923, Eamon de Valera calls a halt to the Irish Civil War. This is also a great opportunity to wish our sponsor, Aer Lingus, a very happy 80th birthday. On May 27, 1936, at 9 a.m., the inaugural Aer Lingus flight left Baldonnell Airport north of Dublin for Bristol, England, with five passengers on board the de Havilland 84 Dragon. On May 24, 1960, Irish goalkeeping legend Packy Bonner is born in County Donegal. His penalty shootout save against Romania in the 1990 World Cup in Italy saw Ireland make it to the quarterfinals. Magic for a country that had never even qualified before. And on May 23, 1998, in the North, the Good Friday Agreement is passed by 71% in a referendum, while in the South, a companion referendum to change Ireland's constitution to withdraw its territorial claims for the North passes with 94%. And there you go, folks. That was the news from Ireland this week. The news is brought to you by our friends at Aer Lingus, celebrating their 80th this week. Traveling to Ireland and Dublin has never been easier with Aer Lingus's year-round direct service from Toronto to Dublin, with connections available from more than 10 Canadian cities to Dublin. Smart flies Aer Lingus. Check them out online at www.airlingus.com. That's www.aerlingus.com. Now you're up to date. Now it's back to Toronto with the lads and Keolagus Crack. So until next week, folks, Slango Foil. Good man, Desmond. Well done. Uh, thorough as usual. All the pertinent elements of the news in Ireland were accounted for there. 
checked all the boxes. Right, on with a bit of music here now. And of course, you know, when uh, when I get the reins to uh, to put some music on, there's going to be an old Joe Dolan tune. Course, so yeah. I'm going to dedicate this one to a fellow who uh, had a great old weekend with us last week. And uh, he's from uh, from Westmead. His name is Declan Lynham. And uh, here's the man himself, Joe Dolan. <laughs> to take a wife out. With the red stuff on her fingernails and varnish on her toes Rattle on her old fizzogging way to wash on her nose She can get a fancy barber to shave her neck or head But that's why I'm a bachelor and I don't intend to wed Bachelor from Westmeath With the red stuff on her fingernails And varnish on her toes Rattle on her old fizzog And white wash on her nose She can get a fancy barber To shave her neck or head But that's why I'm a bachelor And I don't intend to wed With the red stuff on her fingernails and varnish on her toes Rattle on her old fizzog and white wash on her nose She can get a fancy barber to shave her neck or head Well, that's why I'm a bachelor and I don't intend to wed To take away for with the red stuff on her fingernails and varnish on her toes. Rattle on her old fizzog and white wash on her nose. She can get a fancy barber to shave her neck or head. But that's why I'm a bachelor and I don't intend to wed. That's why I'm a bachelor and I don't intend to wed. Hey! When you think of Irish tradition, what comes to mind? Live music, great hospitality, and a pub atmosphere of laughter and song imported from the Emerald Isle itself. And one of Ireland's greatest imports is the Keane family, serving up the finest fare and crack this side of County Galway since 1991 at the Galway Arms. 
The family-owned pub has been charming patrons since, well, last century, and as a result attracts some of the GTA's greatest Irish characters. Known far and wide for its chef-designed menu and traditional Irish music, it's also Toronto's home of Gaelic games live from Ireland on the big screens. You can like them on Facebook, and you're sure to like them in person. Visit thegalwayarms.ca to view daily specials. The Galway Arms, your home away from home, and not too far from home, at 838 The Queen's way in Etobicoke. Call 416-251-0096. Make a date and make it for the Galway Arms. Good stuff. And as I mentioned earlier, uh, Armagh are taking on Cavan tomorrow morning, 10.30. Cavan uh, have had Armagh's number now all year. So it'd be very interesting to see how that goes. But um, that's at 10.30 tomorrow morning down at the Galway Arms. And um, also the Irish guys are playing some music down there tonight. Oh, they're so, good, uh, yeah. I've heard them a few bit times. Of, bit of crack. Uh, have you heard them, lads? Yeah, oh, they're, they're very good. good. Yeah, they're very good. Yeah, yeah. very good. And uh, Michael also wanted us to remind everyone that um, that the Irish Pavilion is open this weekend over at um, the Hershey Centre at... Uh, at the Hershey Sports Zone, 5600 Rose Cherry Place in Mississauga. It started yesterday, and um, uh, he just wanted me to give that another plug, that the Irish Pavilion will be there. And that's on today and tomorrow as well. And uh, if you want to get a pass for that as well, drop into the Galway Arms today, and you can pick up a, a passport for that, uh, less expensive than actually going to the door. And if you have a passport, you can ride travel uh, ride free on Mississauga Transit. Lovely. Right, so there you are. Hey, listen, a couple of other um, things this week. Um, a little bit of doubt now that uh, McElroy is starting to turtle a little bit on the Olympics. He's getting a bit concerned about the Zika virus. Did you hear about this? Oh, no, I didn't hear about this now. Yeah, so, so um, you know, I, I know that they had you know most of the publicity about the Zika virus related to um, pregnant women and and, right. and uh, the, the the effects of that, but um, apparently it can it can affect um, young males who are right. planning on having a family as well. So. Um, Anyway, he is now uh, second-guessing whether he's actually going to go or not. Oh. So we'll follow that story. And yeah. uh, Katie Taylor, despite losing her, um, she lost in the semi-final of the World Championships. I think it was the World Championships. Yeah, I think um, so, yeah. She lost to a French lady. Um, so it looks like uh, her competitors have caught up with her. I think the popularity that she's brought to the sport has kind of caught up with her because yeah. everyone is taking the sport. Very, but she has, she has um, qualified for the Olympics. So that's the good news. So she's gone. She's going. She's in. Yeah. Very right. Nice. Okay, we'll keep her going here now with these county tunes and um, we're loaded up with lads from Leitrim. And, uh, you know, I thought the Cavan lads weren't great for buying the pints, but the, the Leitrim lads, I think, are actually, they have them shaded now at this stage. So these stereotypes about Cavan, I think they need to transition over to, to, Le- to, to Leitrim. Leitrim lads. Oh, Lord God. Anyway, we had a uh, good crack with a few lads up there and this goes out to all the Leitrim lads on the Gales team and um, we'll see you all out at the park later on. Big game out there today now. We have an old senior game. The uh, Toronto Gales taking on St. Vincent's, two big big clubs in oh, the city. Very nice. Bit of entertainment. I hope the lads are piling the water into them at this exactly, stage. Exactly, yeah. It'll be a hot old day, although it might have cooled by then. Anyway, here's a song that um, I, I've, I've been really strong-armed to play, Larry Cunningham and Lovely Leitrim. Last night I had a pleasant dream I woke up with a smile I dreamt that I was back again In dear old Darren's eye I thought I saw Loch Allen's banks In the valleys down below It was my lovely Leitrim way The Shannon water's flow 
I stood enchanted by the scene of grandeur and light. I headed off for Carried Town before the dark of night. I passed Shemore, that fairy hill where flowers widely grow. And I saw the grave of Finn McCool where the shadow walls flow. The next I saw was Fane Town with her ancient and Where the preaching of her holy monks re-echoes through her heart I stood with reverence on the spot Reluctant far to go From the town of saints and sages where The shadow walks low I have traveled far to these great lands from the east unto the west. But of all the islands I have seen, I love my own the best. And if ever I return again, there's one place I will go. It will be to love the true the shadow waters flow. There you go now. Right, there's savage abuse going on on this social media. <laughs> What's going on there? I, I think we gained at least three listeners today, Jay. Oh, lovely. <laughs> What's the crack with you? Have you any plans for the weekend? Ah, no plans for this weekend. Any camping going actually, on? Actually, no, I actually am. I've got to go to see me, man, and dad. All right. Yeah, that's Good it. What about yourself? yourself? Uh... Out to the park today now, a bit of a Gaelic game, and um, I think I might actually be going down to, have a shot at going down to a Blue Jays game tomorrow. Oh, nice. How are they doing? They are uh, on a bit of a roll right now, so uh, things are looking fairly good there. On the up and up. On the up and up. The old Raptors uh, went out last night. The old Raptors went out last night, so we should talk a little bit about that. Um, It was a great, some great scenes there at the end. Um, I think it was, uh, you know, all in all, uh, an overachievement this year for them. Yeah. Um, But those, I mean... Cleveland, I mean, as much as we beat them a couple of times at home, they they are going to be very difficult to beat in the final. I still think, I think so, it's going to yeah. be difficult to beat. And of course, the other game between Oklahoma and uh, Golden State goes tonight. And uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma have um, are in the same situation. They can close it out tonight yeah, yeah, that's uh, right, yeah. on home turf as well. That'd so be very, very good. Could be interesting. Yeah. I know that the uh, the TV folks would not have wanted the uh, an Oklahoma City Toronto final. I know. I'm not yeah. sure that would have. That would have had the ratings. Actually, that they were Fox, for. Fox uh, Sports. I seen ran a, a um, an ad that says uh, your worst nightmare come true, and then it was uh, Oklahoma versus Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, at the beginning of the game yesterday, I thought not to rail on referees, but I thought they made some terrible decisions, and it really did look like yeah. it started out that way. But at the end, at the, you can't uh, you can't really blame the referee for referees for the fact that. Um, Cleveland nailed almost every three throw, three <laughs> oh, throw that they got. Anyway, we're so. Duncan. That was like there was no tomorrow, weren't they? Absolutely, Just, absolutely, belting yeah. away. Right, good stuff. Um, we got an old tune lined up here. Um, Venice is sinking uh, with uh, the spirit of the West. Let's uh, fire it up. No lively tune. Burst it away there, Jay.
behind the clouds Above Venetian doors His window box boasts Crimson flowers fresh cut the day before And you couldn't find the smile If you nailed it to his face But Jesus Christ Hangs his head with There you go, lively old tune. That's a good chant. That's one of my favourites, actually. One of my favourites. Yeah. I wonder how Kenny's doing today. Where is he now? I don't know what he's doing. He's off coaching kids or something oh, like that. Oh, is he, yeah? Yeah, I should never know what he's up to. Right, well, we blast away here with another old tune. Yeah, let's get what, something else What do on we there. have lined up? Saints and Sinners. Is that for someone on the Paddy, team now? Paddy or? Casey. No, a lot of, lot of Sinners on the team. No oh, Saints. Sinners. That's what it is. Yeah. Paddy Casey here. Far away there. Oh. 
Well, anyone can lose it all. Well, anyone can lose it all. And you don't heed your warnings, call. Well, anyone can lose it all. Well, anyone can make a mess. Yeah, anyone can make a mess. Just take so much and make it last. Well, anyone can make a mess. When you got time and streets making saints and sinners, link on sheets making losers and winners. Let's know what your dreams should be. Well, anyone can be a saint. Well, anyone can be a saint. When you just forget that you ain't, we can go and be a saint. Well, anyone can be a star. Well, anyone can be a star. We're just getting. Your car, we can go and be a star. When you got time and streets making saints and sinners, link on sheets making losers and winners. Let's know what your dreams should be. You know I wish we'd had more time. You know I wish we'd had more time. All right, folks. I wish we had more time. Is right, but I'll tell you, I've got great time for the fella on the line right now. We've been following this story for a few, uh, for oh God, well over a month now. But I'm joined on the line now by a uh, a funeral director from Sligo, is how he likes to be introduced. But uh, his name is David McGowan, but he's also the owner of Quirky Knights Clamp- Glamping Village in Enniscrone in County Sligo. But he's been all over the news lately, Jay. This man has done something pretty spectacular with a, a decommissioned Boeing 767. But I thought I'd get David on the line here to tell us a little bit about his uh, his adventures. Good morning, David. How are you doing today? Come on, Mark. How are you? Oh, sure. I'm tearing away here, tearing away. Listen, tell us, uh, I mean, I'm f- quite familiar with the story, but tell us a little bit about Quirky Nights, Glamping Village, and, and maybe you could weave into the story the latest piece of accommodation that you just dragged into the backyard there. Right, well, I'd want about six months now to tell you, but we'll do it in the time that I can <laughs> give you. But anyway, basically, Mark, you know the situation here in Ireland. We just come through, uh, you know, we had the boom, and then we had the recession. Did you hear about it? I did, of course, yeah. <laughs> right, so <laughs> we had that. And um, look, there a lot, we had a lot of immigration. And a reminder of how it happened going back in the 80s, again, people leave in rural Ireland in their droves, like, you know, so there was nothing there. And I mean... With all the booms and everything else we had over here, they still forgot about us when they were putting in the infrastructure. Like the the network system in rural Ireland is 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 diabolical. 
There's yeah. nothing there to attract foreign investments into our area. So the people are leaving us, uh, leaving our area in droves. Like now, it seems to have settled down a bit. But one good thing the government did was to put in a thing called the Wild Atlantic Way. Now, if you can imagine that as a route, it's a route from the top of Donegal along our coastline, along the west coastline, and they marketed that out. But uh, what was happening was people were going on the route, and it is a success now. No, people, we are seeing foreign number plates going around the roads, right? Right. But what's happening, Mark, is with all the drinking rules today in Ireland and the, all the restrictions, people are sleeping where they're eating and drinking. So <laughs> what was happening here was they were coming to our little town in Inniscoan, in, tucked away in West Sligo, a lovely seaside town. And they were coming, having a look, but then they were moving on to Galway, right? So... I have a 15-acre site there on, in, the, in the town. And in the scone is a lovely town. Like I mean, it has all the amenities, the loveliest beach in the world like, there. Yeah. But we don't have the footfall. And it's impossible today in rural Ireland to keep their businesses going throughout the winter. So anyway, everybody knows if we get a bit of heat over here at all, we will run an autopilot for two months of the summer. <laughs> and then what do you do for the next 10 months? <laughs> laying off staff again and people immigrating and coming back and stuff like that. So I set out about about to change that. I wanted the people, which is uh, travelling the Wild Atlantic Way, you get, it's people not familiar with the Wild Atlantic It's like the Ring of Kerry. Yeah, yeah, right? I'm familiar with it's it. It's an yeah. attraction that's there. Well, I've seen the Ring of Kerry for years now, and fair play to the Kerry people, they milk it like. Yeah. And they fair play to them. Every bus that came out of Shannon turned right. So I said, I'm going to put something on that wild land way that can make them buses turn left. So to do that, it had to be something unusual. It had to be something very different that yeah. was out there. Yeah. So I had my site in the seaside town. Now, there was no point in me building a mushroom factory in it or anything like that. <laughs> it had to be tourism related in some way, like, you know, <laughs> the beach and everything. So I said about looking at this glamping. This glamping is a modern thing train running out through Europe. It's unusual places to stay at. But so when I went over to England and to France and looked at them, they were these glamping sites composed of uh, teepees and kind of huts and trees and things like that. Yeah. But so if I put the likes of them things on the west of Indian corner space in the wide Atlantic way, you'd be sleeping in one of them some night and you'd be you they tend to be gone up in the sea like, you know. So <laughs> I, whatever I put in there had to be kind of struggled, like, you know? Yeah. But I still like the concept of unusual places to stay. Yeah. So, with all the things in bearing in mind, like, you know, um, you know, the little town there, no no, no visitors, no tourists, and yes, Paul Gerland was expecting 8 million people to land on this island this year, tourist-wise. So I said, if I could put something there unusual, that would pull 1 million of that in million to West Sligo or Sligo, It'll be a good day at the office. Oh, yeah. So I said about going off, and I came up with the thing myself of unusual places to stay. But I decided to go down the route, turning all types of transportation into accommodation. And that didn't exclude the plane. Wow. So I checked around all the different uh, airports, uh, Dublin, Shannon, and Cork. And Shannon was the only ones that got back to me. And they said they had one, but it was no good to me. And I said, then why? said, it's too big. And I said, hold on to that now till I get down there. And I'll have a look at that. So I went down and I seen this. And uh, my God, she's a jumbo jet. She's a Boeing 767, 159 <laughs> foot long. And she has a wingspan of 154 foot. Like, so this is 
this was a big, big train wreck. And I'm here thinking about this in my back garden in Bubble the School. So that was all fine. Went into the negotiations with Shannon. They'd never done this before. And they were very nervous about it. So anyway, I eventually convinced them to have me a crack because they'd never done it before. So we engineered the whole prospect of moving it by road. And we spent eight months engineering all that. And we found there were two bridges in clear. We couldn't be under after eight months of things. So county council wouldn't let me put a crane on the bridge to lift it over and put it on the truck and stuff like that because <laughs> I could block the traffic going into Limerick City or I could block the traffic going into an international airport. Right. So that, that was out. That was out the window. No, go, no point in going back trying to convince the media. So I was blown, Shannon, disappointed, and I was sitting there in the car after the news came, and there I'm looking out into the sea, and I said to myself, right, let's engineer the prospect of moving it by sea. So we did. We said about moving uh, the engineering, and we succeeded in that. And in doing this, it was much more troublesome than moving it by road, because you're dealing with the sea, and you know the, the, the Atlantic Ocean that surrounds our island, like, just the wildest ocean in the world, like. And I'm thinking of bringing a barge in and bringing a Boeing 767 up on the top of this and bringing it up along the the, the, the west coast of Ireland and landing it into the school. But the whole uh, the whole job required the services of professional people. So I surrounded myself with several groups of people like marine people, crane people, truck people, all types of people that were uh, professionals. And I brought them all into a room and we started engineering the whole aspect of it and we came through. Now, there's a whole story behind it. You sure wouldn't be long enough to, to explain the whole thing, but that's the gist <laughs> of it. Wow. And the night I landed it in it, Mark, now listen to this. I never. I went out to, to, to promote Sligo in the Scrawn and the west of Ireland. I've been to out now promoting the whole of Ireland and... Uh, I I put it on the world map. The night I beached the plane, the barge, on the beach and in the school, I was the third talked about project in the whole of the world. Donald yeah. Trump was one, uh, the uh, Russian president was another, and David McCown <laughs> in Ireland was his plane was at the third. So that's, that's, uh, that's the kind of thing, the, the attention that has got like. And it's gone viral. And uh, it's just put the whole of Ireland on the world map, and it's definitely All puts right. Ligo and in going on the North Mio on the on the on the world map. So, uh, good man yourself. It's done what I achieved, set out to do, like. Well, listen, you're being hailed as a as an inspiration and an ambassador for the West of Ireland, David, and uh, you've got the never say die attitude. I can hear that uh, in the story as well. But sure, your own life has to have changed. I mean, if you're trending number three in the world on Twitter or whatever, uh, yeah. how has your own life changed here? I mean, you seem to be all taking it all in your stride. Well, I have me, I'm a general director, as you know, as I told you. So I have to look after my own business at the end of the day because if all this goes belly up um, on me, I still have to fall back on my businesses, as you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm 56 years of age. I can't pack a suitcase like I did 30 years ago. I'd hit off to America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know, so um, I just have to stick and I have to mind my businesses. So um, the, my businesses my, in Sligo Town and in Ballinac, they're keeping me at bay, like, but right, right. at the end of the day, I have put me, me savings into this now. Yeah, yeah. And I've got Paul Jarlin now and Leader. They've all come on board now since I... Good man. Since I, because I've marketed the country, like. But apart from that, I've lifted the half the people in Ireland. Yeah, I, I have told yeah. young people that if you have a dream, go for it. Good man let yourself. Nothing, let nothing stop you. Yeah. You know, if you're dreaming, 
dream big because you're going to be dreaming anyway so you might as well dream big like. ah good man well listen and go I, for it I, I'm, I'm going back there with my kids uh, for the first two weeks of July and um uh, is 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 the is the seven sixty seven ready for me and the kids if I go up there or have you got her all? Unfortunately, not, Matt. Because I've made a decision to do with this site. I'm going to make this site for everybody. Oh, now, that means people with disabilities. No, uh, wheelchair and and uh, I've been on to the Blind Association of Ireland there, and they couldn't believe that I actually contacted them to look to see what I can put in in there to make it comfortable for people that are in the blind. So now they're saying they need the braille for the door. I pulled together three people in wheelchairs in Ireland that are comical people and they're great people and they're coming together and they're helping me with the plan. And I've also been on to the Deaf Association. Now, I didn't announce this through the whole promotion. Do you know why? Because there were so many obstacles put up in front of me here to get building. Like, this country, Ireland, is, is awash with bureaucracy and red tape. Like, you'd want to be mad in your health to take on the development with all these health and safety things that's coming out of Europe and all that. Yeah. But I fought every one of them. But I thought if I used what I was thinking of doing with the site at the start, people would quickly say, oh, you use people with special needs to get what you wanted. So I decided to land the eagle first, the hardest job at the last then I announced it. So I have to go back to the planning now again and we talk and plan and we plan it. So I want people with special needs to be able to, to be able to experience the comfort of sleeping in a quirky airplane. Wow. Well, David, this has been fantastic. We ran out of time here and I, I could talk to you for two hours, but... The, the studio here won't. For two months. I could talk to you for two months, and I'd love to meet you someday. And if I'm back there, I'll look you up. Uh, but thanks a lot by for doing means, this. We really appreciate it. Mark, by all means, uh, call to me, and we'll bring the kids in around the plane and all that. Lovely stuff. Okay. I let two. I let a thousand people into my site today to look at the plane, uh, and there were all there was three hundred of them in wheelchairs, and all they wanted to do, Mark, was place their hand on the tire. Ah, uh, brilliant, brilliant. And they went away with smiles on their faces. Good man yourself, and, David. That. All right, now. You're a great man. Thanks, David. Congratulations. You Good luck with the business. Quirky Nights, Glanton Village. And I'm on the boom thing with Richard Branton as well. So I'm going over to London on Wednesday to, to present in front of him. And who knows what might come out of that. Oh, good man yourself. Great, great exposure. All Th- right. Thank you, David. Well done. Come on. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye. In every can of Guinness, there's over 250 years of brewing tradition. And a widget. The widget makes every can of Guinness, Guinness. All right, time for the Irish, um, our turn for the Guinness community calendar of events. Irish Product Hope um, is uh, still on the go and we're still looking for your support. Of course, if you go to the uh, Arch Toronto uh, website at um, community.archtoronto.org and find Holy Rosary Parish and then select uh, special projects, uh, that uh, that's the best way for you to donate to Irish Project Hope. And our friend Mike here is is going great guns in uh, in Toronto since he arrived from um, uh, for, since he arrived from Syria. Uh, Celtic Canada has launched Coast to Coast, the latest news covering all things Celtic, keeping all their traditions alive. You can subscribe to the publication at CelticCanada.com, and she's on Facebook as well. 
Toronto's Open Door Kaylee Dance Weekend, May 27th to the 29th. So it's on the go right now. You can buy tickets. Um, uh, you can buy daily tickets for this. And uh, Gerard Butler is back in from Ireland, and that's on at the Royal Canadian Legion at 1083 Pape Avenue. And if you want tickets for that, call Geraldine at 416-573-1205. Or you can go to a website, www.opendoorkayleetoronto.com. And the Ireland Canada Chamber of Commerce Toronto, the Ireland Park Foundation, Ireland Fund of Canada are inviting you to attend a fundraiser uh, for uh, Ambassador Bassett. And this Canadian lunch, uh, inspired lunch will honour Ambassador Bassett and celebrate his retirement. And proceeds for the end will go to the Ambassador's Charity of Choosing. And that is taking place on Wednesday, June the 1st at Allen's Restaurant down at 143 to Danforth. Um, the Irish community is also coming together to thank and say well, say farewell to Ambassador Bassett and his wife on June the 1st at P.G. O'Brien's at 6pm to 10pm. Everyone is welcome to that. Friday, June the 10th, Coaltis is hosting a fundraising Kaylee for cancer in the name of two dear friends, Eileen McLaren and Happy Miro, who both passed due to cancer. And that's going to be taking place at Legion Number no. 11 at Dawes Road and Danforth. And that starts at 7.30. Again, that's on June the 10th. And... You can call Maureen Mulvey O'Leary about that at 416-446-6993. Saturday, June the 11th, the annual Ireland Day at the races at the Woodbine Racetrack. Myself and Ken might be doing the show live from there. Uh, silent auctions, always a great day out if you're looking for tickets for that. Um, hundred, uh, what we got here for the tickets here? Oh yeah, it's over at Woodbine Racetrack, Trackside Tent, East End. It's at 555 Rexdale Boulevard and the buffet is at 1pm post time. Um... What else have we got here? I have no other in the table of 10. It's $135 for individual tickets or $1,350 for a table of 10. Um, also, a big shout out here to the uh, Chamber of Commerce will host its annual Brian Dolan Memorial Golf Tournament. It's taken place up at Caledon Woods Golf Club this year um, at um, uh, 15608 Peel Regional Road 50 up in Caledon. And that's taking place on Thursday, June the 16th. 12.30 lunch, 1.30 shotgun. It's $600 a foursome or $150 for a single golfer. If you're a Clublink member, it's only $90. Anyway, that's a great day out. Um, go to www.icccto.com and you can get some information there. And you can also pay right there. Bloomsday Rejoicing, the Irish Youth Choir will join the Toronto Children's Chorus for a spe- spectacular concert on June 16th. It happens to be the 100th Bloomsday anniversary a celebration of the life of James Joyce and we couldn't be more excited to host the Irish Youth Choir Choir for a rejoicing affair. We would like to invite the community to join us on Thursday, June the 16th at 7.30pm and that's at Trinity St. Paul's at 427 Bloor Street West. The Cork Association have their annual pub night at the Galway Arms on Saturday, June the 18th. That's at 8pm. Tom O'Donoghue is going to be doing the entertainment um, and so get, get in touch with all the folks at, at uh, at the Cork Association Con O'Connell would be a great man to get a hold of there and he'll sort you out details as well on that on the Galway Arms and I talked about the Carasaga Festival earlier that's taken place started yesterday it's going right through to tomorrow and that's at the Sports Zone in the Hershey Centre and if you have a passport which you can buy at the Galway Arms um, for $10 you can ride free on the Mississauga Transit uh, the fourth annual Eamon O'Loughlin Memorial Golf Gathering is on September the 17th and we'll talk more about that closer to the date um, and that will be uh, you can call Paddy Dunn at 416-234-2822 uh, 
Now, there's I, the community calendar events. It's a bit of an old rush, yeah. We talked for the last 20 minutes, <laughs> but uh, anyway, some character there he is. Oh, I say he could have went on, yeah. <laughs> could have kept going. <laughs> have we time for more music and come back again? I don't know. There might be just time for one What more. have we got lined up here? Yeah, yeah. we got the Kura kill there here. Oh, now. the Kura, okay. So, no, and, we, uh, we'll, we'll go out with that. So, and it's about we'll, four minutes long, so. Oh, yeah, all right. But any, uh, some story, uh, David McGowan, right? I'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> he was trending third highest globally after Donald Trump and uh, the president <laughs> Vladimir Putin <laughs> and then David McGowan oh god fantastic brilliant, yeah. Yeah, good, brilliant. good character but that'd be um, I mean I think he's right it'd be some be some crack to visit that and it would, like, yeah. he, he just seems like he'd be a great great fella to have a couple of points with you'll have to get up there I mean when you're when you're back <laughs> well, <laughs> so the connection I have to him is I have a I, I grew up in uh, I played hurling with a fella his name was Jer Ring uh, from uh, Abbey Leagues and we had a great old hurling team back then I used to play with Jer he was a handy hurler and uh Anyway, Ger is uh, works in in the, in the bank up in Mayo and uh, has become a good friend of this fella. So he oh, okay. he sent me an old message and said he'll he'll come on the show. Anyway, great uh, great for the profile of the show. Anyway, good stuff. All right. Well, another fella who uh, will be playing for the Gales today um, is um, um, his uh, he's a Kildare man and uh, he's a bit mad. His name is Robbie Confrey. Think he's a bit mad anyway, but I'll tell you he's a decent old footballer. But um, anyway, this uh, this one we're going to uh, kind of shut her down here with um, with the Curra of Kildare folks, and it's a Noel McLaughlin version of that. And thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you soon. Slánaig with Galair. past and the summer's come at last and the birds they are singing in the trees their little hearts are glad but mine is very sad for my true love is far away from me The rose upon the briar By the waters running clear Brings joy to the linnet and the bee Their little hearts are blessed but mine can know no rest Since my true love is far away from me And its trades I will repair To the color of Kildare For it's there I'll find tidings of my Straight I will repair to the color of Kildare For it's there I'll find tidings of my dear 
that are in love and cannot dream I pity the pains that you endure For experience lets me know That your hearts are full of woe Programming for our Irish community can be heard every Saturday from 11 a.m. to noon.